So I believe I'm the minority opinion that high school prepared me well and that the education system prepared me well. I know a lot of people enjoy this, love to say that, oh, the education system is broken, everything's broken, this, that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's necessarily broken. Obviously, it's not perfect. It can definitely be improved, but it's not broken. Like, from my experience, obviously, it's anecdotal evidence, but I'm, I'm speaking from my own experience. I think it prepared me well. Um, obviously, there's some things that it could have done to prepare me better, but generally, so I took AP Calc, AP Physics. These classes, although their college classes are many times more difficult than those classes, they still give you um, an idea for what's expected in college. Hello, everyone. This is Samir Bouyan, and welcome to React a podcast designed to help you connect with and learn from students and their journey in figuring out what they want to look forward to in life. In this episode, I'd like you all to welcome my guest, who is one of my closest friends and a bright student, Syed Ahmed Murtaza. Syed is an Edison High School Class of 2019 graduate, a Rutgers School of Engineering student, and a former radio host. I've known Syed since sophomore year, But really, we expanded our friendship through the meeting up in the libraries, during lunches, and marketing class. Syed, tell us about yourself. Asmir, great to be on the podcast. I really do appreciate that introduction. Uh, As you said, I'm currently in Rutgers School of Engineering, studying civil engineering. Um, And as of right now, I'm in class of 2023. But that may change soon um, to be a little earlier, hopefully. Uh, right now, you know, I'm just relaxing and enjoying the summer. I'm currently taking one summer class and doing some other small project and stuff like that to bolster my resume. But, you know, for the most part, I'm just, you know, just relaxing, enjoying the summer and taking every day as it goes. Great, great. So your freshman year wrapped up. Um, tell us about it. How was it? How was it for you? Yeah, so freshman year it was a mixed bag, really. It was, it was a, in general, I'd classify as like a great experience. I really enjoyed, obviously I enjoyed the first half for like really apparent reasons. Obviously it was in person and I got a real feel for what college is like or what it should be like. Right. So I've, what I've noticed is I've grown tremendously as a person and and academically in this like really short period of time. Uh, You know, the amount of this information you get to absorb during, in college really just surprised me. I mean, in, in such a short, in one year, I learned more than I could, probably more than I learned in all of high school. Um, so it's really amazing. And as someone who really enjoys learning, I, I love being able to soak up that information. And, you know, the amount of stuff that you get to learn and the practical knowledge, even like the theory of it, it's just, it's just something I really enjoyed to learn throughout freshman year. Um, obviously, the second semester uh, wasn't ideal and it wasn't as you know, involved in the learning process as the first semester was, but, um, you know, you, you take the best, you take the benefit of what you can from it, you, you learn what you can, and hopefully um, we can return to it as, you know, we can return to in-person classes as soon as possible. Right, right, no, for sure. Um, you mentioned that you, you learned more in college. Was this learning more about, like, the technical stuff, like the, the civil engineering knowledge, or was it just, like, knowledge in general? Um, I'd say it was more knowledge in general because in terms of specifically for um, my major, all, all engineering, I think I'm pretty sure you're aware of this, is that all engineering is a 
Um, the first two is usually all uniform. For example, one of my friends, um, who's an electrical engineer, and another who's a mechanical engineer, all of us have shared. We were all in multiple classes together, and we, you know, worked on homework together, and we did a lot of work together because, um, you know, it was a it was a, a uniform experience. So I wouldn't say that it was necessarily um, specific to my major. More so, it was just knowledge in general. So I'll give you an example. So. I took physics 1A, physics 1B, um, calc uh, 2 and 3, and now 4, and chemistry as well. And just the variety of knowledge and the amount of knowledge, it, wasn't, it won't necessarily be practical. I honestly doubt I'll ever use this in the field or in the job market, but mm -hmm. it is still, uh, I did enjoy learning it. That's, that's what I meant. Um, one comment that I want to make was freshman year was, it was also rough in that sort of they force you to, um, it's sort of like being you're crawling like through a high school and you're being forced to walk now it's not like you oh when you're ready you have to, you have to you know rise up to the challenge so that is something i enjoyed but it's also something that was you know a little point of contention right right no that's definitely that's definitely true um what did a typical day look like for you um you can be like your fall semester spring semester um how, how was your schedule like so generally i just um followed how um, obviously fall semester was much more structured than spring semester because again either online versus in person um so fall semester i would try wake up um pretty early on per i took a morning class on purpose because i know uh, as a person i'm more productive in the morning i know some people hate mornings but personally i i really enjoy them not be, I do enjoy sleep, don't get me wrong, but it's also like, it's, I find that I'm most productive in the morning. So I try to take a couple of morning classes during that time period to uh, force myself to wake up and to force myself to be conscious and, you know, doing something, being aware of my surroundings, getting work done during that time frame. So mm -hmm. I, I would wake up, um, I, for me, like every day was different, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like I had, I had classes all five days and I had pretty loaded schedule all, almost all, every day. But, um, so basically, just wake up. If it, it, depending on the day, if I do have a class that day in the morning, I'd go to my class and come back and I'd try and, um, you know, uh, recap whatever I'd learned in that class and prepare for the rest of the day. Um, if I didn't have a class that day, then I would probably sleep a little later. I, I mean, I'd wake up a little later and I'd try and like review, do any work that I, I needed to do and get prepared for the rest of the day. Um, so I wouldn't say it was necessarily, it was structured around classes mainly. It wasn't like I didn't, I didn't make my own structure around them. I just accepted the classes and sort of built my life around those classes. Right. Well, that, that definitely makes sense. I think that's everyone there, um, first year, or at least their first semester. Um, for me, like, yeah, like I, I like being a morning person, but when I took that 840 class, my first semester, it just, it just wasn't it. Uh, did did you say you had an 840? Yeah, I I think I met you on the bus a couple of times going to my 840. I think we both had an 840 on College Ave, right? No, maybe that was no, no. I don't think I saw you. No, because my 840 was on Livingston, so um, I think we probably like walked like when we were walking to class, like you were probably walking to the plaza or something. Yeah, um, we probably met up and talked, but like. Mine was at Livy, so it wasn't that bad. But like, I could imagine like waking up earlier. I mean, you might like it, but I just—it was terrible for me. Like, I didn't like it. Like, um, it wasn't. Sorry, continue. 
No, no, it's all good. I, I, I was just saying, like, it's, it wasn't a pleasurable experience, but I think sometimes we have to put ourselves out there and put ourselves in places that we're not necessarily comfortable with just to, you know, because you don't know how much more, like, to everyone who, like, enjoys sleeping in, I'm sure it's a really pleasurable experience, but you don't know how much more productive it would be if you were, you know, waking mm-hmm. up, sleeping a little earlier and waking up a little earlier. Like, obviously, I enjoy sleeping in. That's a very human thing to, you know, enjoy. But I think, right. like, forcing yourself to be in that uncomfortable situation really, like, does bring some stuff out with you. Right, right. No, for sure, for sure. Um, what were some of the first lessons you had to learn on your own when you got to college? So one of the first lessons that I had to learn on my own, um, well, there's quite a few things that I had to learn on my own, unfortunately. Uh, but that's also, it's also good because you do get to uh, learn about yourself a lot more. So one of the most important lessons that I learned is that you need to keep yourself motivated and be your own caretaker when needed. And by that, I mean, so when we were young, mm-hmm. uh, we have people to watch over. If we have our parents, maybe older siblings, maybe uncles, aunts, grandparents. We have someone to look out for us. And then, for example, let's say you're in, you're in elementary school or maybe middle school, something like that. Your parents tell you you could sleep at this time, wake up at this time, do your homework at this time, eat at this time. So they're really the ones that, that are looking out for you. They're really the ones that, like, they make sure you don't slip up and they make sure you're on the dot. At least I hope that most parents are doing that because obviously that's something that you need to look out for a kid. Um, so at this point that I, I had to learn how to be my own caretaker because obviously you're at that point where your parents are not going to force you to, you know, uh, do your, do your college or do this. Like they don't care because you're at that point, you're an adult. Now you need to uh, be able to be responsible for yourself. So that's, that's one thing that I did learn um, was to be try and be my own caretaker in that regard. Um, because it's, it's also an incredibly difficult process, but because it's very easy to lose track of your goal and it's difficult to hold yourself accountable because you could always push your, if you set a deadline for yourself, you could always push that off and whatnot. But I think one of the biggest lessons that I did learn was trying to, you have to be accountable to yourself and you have to look after yourself because at this point, there's, you're an adult now. There's no one else to look uh, after you. Well, obviously, like your parents I care. I don't know but, right now. I don't know. I got it for me. For you, I do that. Alright, that's okay. Hello? Yes, I I understand it's probably... um, I I understand it's probably your mom asking you, like, if you need something or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. If you need to go do something, we can take a break. It's fine. No, it's all good. Um, sorry about that. You know, but that actually that's actually really funny because that perfectly illustrates my point that I was trying to say earlier is that we do have like our parents and whatnot. We do have people who are are, are caretakers, but they're they're our caretakers and at to an extent and to a degree and like to a certain <laughs> age. And then we have to learn how to you know that transition. For me, at least, it was difficult because the high school really didn't teach me to be that independent and be my own, um, hold myself accountable because I always had people holding me accountable. I had people to please and whatnot, but now that's not there anymore. So, right, no, one of the most important lessons that I learned. For sure, and I think like it was funny because it was my dad who walked in, um, and I'm I'm purposely gonna keep that part now because um, in the previous episode, sometimes whenever they would come in, I'd cut them out, but it definitely flew beautifully into your um point 
Um, and even today, like my parents are sometimes hovering over me. Um, and it's great. Like I, I love them for that, but it gets annoying at one at some extent. But um, I think that's just like I feel like life, like in life, there will always be someone who's gonna be watching over us, um, and making sure that you know we have um someone looking over us. And if we don't, then we need to be in that position where we like I wouldn't say hire, but we have someone who will do it. So either life gives us a a guardian or we have to make one and that can be like a spouse or a friend um just to keep checks with us yeah and at points that could even be yourself yeah yeah but i feel like like being yourself is at a point where you're really mature and you can like exactly fend for yourself um but yeah it definitely goes like i understand what you're what you're saying um and because like life can get a little tricky um like there was a so so i i kind of watch bollywood movies quite a lot and um over over i think it was like two nights ago like someone just uh killed themselves or something uh i i didn't really look into the story as much but it was like something oh where, like, yeah, guy, yeah i heard about that as well yeah I heard about that right and like i think he just like just wasn't you know strong like he just was really not feeling well and he just thought that 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 death was the answer and i think you know if he thought that he could hold himself accountable then i guess we can say he was wrong um because you know like we are we aren't that strong like we're we always act like we're macho and stuff whether it's guys or girls but sometimes we just need a friend who can always be there so that's a that's a point that i that's actually a really interesting point that i didn't really look into is that you need um even even you can only hold yourself like I, I do recognize that you can only hold yourself accountable to a certain extent that we do need like outside forces to be able to you know help motivate mm-hmm. us to do something like mm-hmm. one example that i could give early in the semester um i kept i tried to hold myself accountable i kept i had i had a midterm i kept procrastinating I kept going on my phone i kept watching tv i kept doing this so then i just told my brother i told him take my phone um every like 30 minutes check in on me make sure i'm doing what i need to be doing make sure i'm doing like schoolwork or I'm, I'm using like or if i'm on the computer i'm watching video related to what i'm studying so that really did i guess help me because now letting yourself down is easy because you could always just you know just procrastinate and do we, we let ourselves down every day to be mm-hmm. honest we, we we make a schedule and then we just don't follow it oh it's okay we'll do it later we'll do it later but letting someone else down is a much bigger burden to carry so so putting that and you know making you making others hold you accountable as well is extremely important as well but my point was initially was that it is a skill that like there is a degree there's only an extent to which you can hold yourself accountable but you need to learn that extent and you need to right be able to exactly to certain extent. yeah no that's that's true and uh coming back to i mean high school and stuff i feel like in high school, every at every corner, there would always be someone you could talk to, uh, be a teacher, counselor, or a friend. And in college, um, you know that that relationship between a student and teacher isn't as close. So that's something that we, I feel like another lesson that we had to learn on our own. You know, not to rely so much on a teacher or professor. In high school, the teacher knows everyone by name, but then the professor, mm-hmm. the professor may not even know you exist if you don't try and make yourself present. For sure, for sure. Alrighty. Um, what was the social scene like? You know, how how was the social scene at uh, 
at Rutgers or at, you were mostly on Bush campus, right? Yeah, almost all my classes so, are on Bush. Right. So how's the social scene? Honestly, the social scene is great. You meet so many people with interesting goals and visions. It's, re- it's actually really easy to make friends and connections. Like, I was mm-hmm. expecting it to be really difficult to, you know, interact with others. And because I'm not personally, I'm not the most outgoing person. Like, I'm, I'm not necessarily a social hermit per se, but I'm not that outgoing either. So I expect it to be kind of difficult to, you know, meet other people or make connections or anything like that. But it's actually a lot easier than I expected because the thing is, everyone's looking to make connections. Everyone's looking to, you know, uh, make friends and, and stuff like that. So it's 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 really good in that regard. Um, and I've also another thing in regards to social life is I've also gotten closer with some high school peers that I wasn't even very close with in high school. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think it's because like we roughly knew each other in high school. So when you're in a college with almost I think fifty thousand kids on campus, it's kind of intimidating. So you try to you know flock with or herd with people you you know or you somewhat know so people that I wasn't even necessarily very close with in high school now I have much closer relationship with because of being basically put in this much bigger pool or this much bigger like ocean from a pond to an ocean so oh yeah for sure um even like I I kind of experienced uh, similarly with to, to what you're saying when I when I got to Rutgers uh like in high school, I feel like a lot of the teachers and a lot of people would always be like, oh, yeah, you'll meet new people. You'll make new friends like you like you won't be, you know, stuck with almost the same people you meet in high school. And I, I go to Rockers and I see a lot of like the same old like high school groups, you know, whether it's from like our place or even at other uh, from other high schools. Like It's just yeah. them just, you know, talking with whoever they met beforehand. And it gets a little tricky because it's hard for you to have that connection that you've had with a high school buddy um right like we we've had quite a lot of memories together and it would be different um if i asked someone from like piscataway high school to come in um so it, it got a little tricky uh but second semester i got a better hang of it so i definitely get which where you're coming at yeah it's like people have the pre-established clicks from high school and a lot of them do mm-hmm. sometimes transfer over but mm-hmm. um I find, like, as you said, like, during second semester, you find it easier. So you know how to, like, manage it socially more. And then it gets, it becomes right. a lot easier. Uh, one right. thing in terms of socially that I'm not really about, like, Greek life or any of that. But I've heard some from some of my friends, I've heard it's a, an unmatched experience, both positively and negatively. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, or you're talking you about, like, the fraternities and sororities. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've uh, I've met a couple of people who are part of the professionals uh, sorority, uh, sorry, professional fraternities, you know, like Pi Chi Theta or like uh, Delta Sigma Pi, which are the two predominant business frats. Um, and then I've had some other people who are just in like you know like a actual legit Greek life. Um, Social frats, right? Right. Yeah, and both ways, like I've heard good things and bad things, and I feel like like frats or clubs they they all build a different character than you um so i mean joining one is great um but you you need to have that dedication and you need to have that commitment um for for anything um one thing it's, that's it's hard yeah I, I agree it's it's hard because the thing with i'm, I'm gonna refer to specifically social frats in this way because i'm not really familiar with um professional frats that much Mm-hmm. Uh, or sororities but the way that uh social frats work is that um i know it's not necessarily allowed but like you know some some frats have hazing rituals um and stuff like that so those are designed to you know break an individual down 
and then mm -hmm. build up the group as a collective. So you, when people say, oh, I truly feel like I have a brotherhood of my friend, it's because in the beginning, there's things that broke them down to person to the, to the core and built them up as a group together. So obviously when that's done, it's, you know, it makes you as a, it's good because it gives you a, a brotherhood, but it's also bad because it sort of changes who you are fundamentally. Right, right. No, that's so true. That's so true. Um, and, and it does, like, I think, I think it comes, uh, like I said before, um, down to like the, the dedication. Um, cause even like freshman year of high school, if you remember, like we were just thrown with like so many clubs to join from. Right. Um, yeah. and we were like, Oh yeah, I'm going to join all these clubs and put it on my college app and be like, Oh yeah, I was part of like 30 clubs. But by junior year, everyone realized, or I'd say like the end of sophomore year, um, beginning of junior year, everyone realized, all right, you have to be like dedicated member of like, you know, a couple clubs. You can't be a member, um, of every single club. So even with the frats and uh, like, I guess clubs, like I think time management again, it comes down to, yeah, time management and just self dedication. How much time you're willing to put in and how much effort you're willing to put in. Exactly. Alrighty. So what clubs have you been part of at Rockers? So clubs is definitely one aspect which I wish I was more involved in. You know, for mm -hmm. me, generally, um, as I did say earlier, the first semester of freshman year was sort of like, it was like an avalanche. It was like you're being thrown into uh, the world. You, you're given like tools. You're, it's like you're being thrown into a force and expected to survive. Uh, maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but it was really like, for me personally, I remember the first few days I was, I could not understand. I was thinking like, how do people get through college? How do you get through four years of this? And then people would keep telling me it's going to get easier. It's just the first few days. And I kept thinking to myself, like, how does it get easier? And this is so difficult. But to be honest, after days and days and weeks went by, it did get a lot easier. But as you know, I still find it kind of difficult to balance both school and um, extracurricular. So uh, I tried to get involved in clubs. I did go to a couple meetings, but I couldn't, I didn't get involved to the degree that I wish. Um, some mm -hmm. specific clubs I got involved with were um, Engineers Without Borders, which is um, similar to, I guess, Doctors Without Borders, but it's different in, in that um, they have a couple sites throughout the uh, world, world and country where they identify like infrastructure needs um, to help the community, and they help and they fund that through sponsorships and. Um, through business connections. For example, let's say in Kenya, they have a village that they're um, working with right now to get a couple water pumps installed. So they, the money they get is from donations and um, some corporate sponsorships that they have. Uh, so it's a really interesting club, but it's a, it's a massive club and I found it sort of difficult to you know get find my specific place in that. So, and coupled with a bunch of schoolwork, I sort of went to like, I guess three meetings, and after that, I, I kind of stopped going. But it's just something I wish I could get more, re get reinvolved in, and continue to get more involved. In. Um, uh -huh. another one that I was involved with was a uh, concrete canoe, which is sort of a, sort of a fun club, specifically for civil. It's not specifically for civil engineering majors, but it's run by civil engineering majors. It's where you sort of have to design like uh, a concrete structure that can float in water, and it's. It's a competition between Rutgers and like a bunch of other schools teams, and it's it's both local and national. 
So locally, like we compete, we were supposed to compete. It was the competition was supposed to be in May, but mm-hmm. obviously it got canceled. And um, again, as I as I'm saying, like I, it was it was really rough for me freshman year to try and balance everything. Um, so that is something that I, again I, I would get involved and give the chance again. And a third club would have to be Engineers in Action, which is sort of mm-hmm. similar to Engineers Without Borders, except Engineers in Action is solely dedicated to bridges. So um, they try and build like foot bridges and uh, simple structures to connect like remote communities to try and make it easier for people to go to schools or go to the um you know next the nearest town to get supplies and stuff like that basically their goal is to connect um, distant communities with like local infrastructure so that is a really interesting club as well that i really wish i could dive deep into more um, but hopefully you know with the time management skills and the techniques and everything that i've learned from freshman year i could apply that to next year Hopefully, I could be more involved in these clubs. No, oh, that's that's great. Great to hear that you're, you know, you're part of. At least, like the fact that you went to, you know, you said like three meetings or something, um, to, you know, test it out. You're you're basically building your confidence and trying. You're figuring out what you like. So you know, hopefully next uh, this fall everything resumes and then you can try it again to be part of. How about you? Have you been in a how how have clubs been for you? So clubs similarly, I, I will agree that it, it it was hard um to join and be part of, especially because a lot of the meetings start at like eight or nine p.m. Exactly, that's, a, that's a, as a commuter, it's sort of difficult to you know if you have a class ending at five, then you have to go home and then you come back. How do you balance it out? Right, right. Um, but I was able to I was able to hang in and um I, I'm like a I guess you can say I'm a member of um, the commuter association, which I mean, you should definitely try it out. Um, we don't do anything too big, but we just, it's just a, it's a community for commuters and just to, you know, meet new people and um, help out with uh, any like events um, that are sponsored by Rutgers. We just, you know, those commuters um, basically at service hours and, you know, they, they work with other club members. So it helps build the networking. Um, and then I'm part of the Road to Silicon Valley program. So it's, uh, it's basically geared towards entrepreneurship and um, building your, I guess, your public speaking and uh, confidence in the entrepreneurial, acad- uh, I guess, academic field. Um, so yeah, so those are the only two clubs that I'm, I'm really dedicated into. Um, and again, I, I definitely have to agree the, the the issue for commuters is something on a different level. Um, what, uh, so what, what made you choose not to dorm? So, first of all, I, I live around probably, I could probably walk to a Livingston campus if I wanted to. It would probably be like a 15-minute walk. Right. So, for me, it wasn't like financially, first of all, I, I think it would be like really, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense for me financially if, if I live so close to campus. Right. Um, to spend all that money to live in a dorm. I understand, like, obviously the experience is, like, once in a lifetime. That's a really interesting experience. You know, be more, I really could not balance with the, I didn't, I didn't see the value in the cost of that. I know it's really often, like, a lot of people say it's an extremely fun experience and really different experience, but I just could not see the value in that. And uh, another thing that I, like, have noticed is that I, I can't, I would not really be able to as a person, I really enjoy my personal space, and 
as a freshman, it would be kind of difficult to get a single dorm or something like that. You'd have to usually be shared. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, w- I wouldn't really be comfortable living like that either. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good, good, good. I think like if the opportunity does arise, maybe like w- one semester or something, I would definitely want to try it out. Right. Um, and this would be by yourself in a one room or like get a buddy? I mean, if I could push, maybe push myself to do that with, with maybe with another person or something like that. But uh, I, I would obviously prefer a one room, but it's it, it's it's not too bad, really. Like, I, I think I was, again, that's a personal challenge that I would probably want to get over. So, yeah. It uh, it depends from person to person. You know, like I was on a call with Nidish the other day um, and he yeah. was telling me that like his roommate is now his like best friend. Um, and then I was exactly. talking to another yeah. friend and, and she's like, oh, I hate, my, like, I don't hate my roommate, but like it just adjusting to that was a little weird. Yeah, there's, there's really so many variables in it that you get asked two dorming people what their experience is like and they could give you, they could probably live on the same floor in the same building and they'd give you completely different experiences because there's so many variables in it. So really, um, I can't judge it completely accurately because obviously I'm not someone who dorm, but it's really like, uh, it, it depends on person to person. Um, right. One thing that I did want to add was that had I been, ha- had I not been so close to Rutgers, let's say uh, maybe I live in North Jersey or South Jersey or somewhere far away, I think dorming would probably be a lot more attractive because um, one of the main reasons I chose to go to Rutgers was because uh, the, dis- the distance from my house. So initially, I, I got a, quite a lot of money from NGIT in, in terms of scholarships. So right. I was very tempted, very tempted to go there, but um, the way I, the way my logic worked was that it's it's in Newark, so it's minimum a forty minute drive every day, going going there and going back. And to me, like I will likely be commuting for the rest of my life in in like my professional field. The, the chances are that I will mostly be commuting. So do I really want to spend the four years of college commuting as well? Like commuting by, I mean, like larger than 30 minute commute. So I'd, I personally, I'd, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to do that. Second thing is, let's say I have a one morning class and one evening class. Do I go back and go forth? Or do I stay there the entire day? So I think dorming is really also subjective on how far you live from the campus. If, if you are like, live like, an hour away, then I think it definitely makes sense to dorm. But if you live within the like ten minute vicinity, fifteen minute vicinity, I don't think it makes sense to dorm. As you can tell, we've been having a pretty good conversation with Syed. We'll be continuing off our conversation in our next episode, so stay tuned and stay safe. Thanks.